Good morning, everybody. It's Mark Schultz and Larry Little. Hey, I have a question for you. Is uh, 25 million jobs lost in aviation? Um, how in the world can we restart? Hey, Mark, you know, that's a really good question. Um, and really excited to be able to talk about that this morning. But you have to remember that that's a projection. And we have the opportunity to really change the trajectory of that curve for that projection. Yeah, we're here with live discussions, and uh, each week at 9 o'clock on Friday, um, we're meeting with leaders in aviation, and we have the opportunity, really, to change the trajectory of aviation, of the recovery in aviation. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's really important to, is that we take action now, because what we've seen with, uh, with the virus is that you have to take action soon, and, and I think as the curve start, starts to flatten, it's, it's really time to start the dialogue now about how and how and what we're going to do to uh, to get people flying again. Hey, let's uh, let's dive right in and have a conversation about uh, about the situation because I know people are really interested in talking about you know recovery. We've been home for a long time, and uh, it's time to uh, to be talking about you know how do we bring ourselves back into recovery in the industry. You know, we want to start with what is happening right now. And uh, you know, Larry, um, you had some thoughts on uh, on uh, what's happening right now um, within the industry. Well, yeah, I think, you know, we just wanted to start with what are some facts and data around things that are happening in our industry right now? And, and I think we're starting to see some really interesting things happen. This is a place that we've never been before. And I, this is a, a visual of, of IASA being, you know, actually going inside in, in, uh, in hazmat suit, going inside the airplane in hazmat suits to, uh, to, to clean the airplane or to sterilize the airplane. Yeah, EASA has come out with some temporary guidelines giving the airline some information about, uh, you know, how they should be disinfecting aircraft. And I was really um, I was really impressed to see that, uh, you know, some of them are really jumping in there and uh, doing really super deep cleaning. I heard on the news last night that uh, some of the local airlines, anytime that an aircraft is on the ground for you know more than an hour, they're actually going back in and doing deep cleaning on some of those aircraft. And, uh, you know, do you think that's going to be enough to make people comfortable to be able to, uh, you know, get back into the airplanes again? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, you know, we can look at what are we doing to the airplane? But uh, I think we also have to look at what are we doing to make the passenger feel more comfortable? And I think, you know, we're seeing places. I mean, this is a this is a slide for or a, a photo from from Emirates. And on some of their flights, they're actually starting to do blood tests before you board the airplane. I mean, how? Uh, how drastic is that? Uh, that that not only before before you get on the airplane that you you'll have a blood test, uh, then you'll have be required to wear a mask. Uh, you won't be able to take any uh, any uh, carry on baggage on on with you. So um, these are the kinds of things that people are starting to think about to get people flying again. It really is important for people to feel comfortable uh, getting back on the airplane. Not only just uh, uh, the physical surroundings of the airplane, but the people sitting around them. Yeah, people have to have confidence that they can get on that airplane again. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen this week a really interesting development over time where, you know, the testing that I heard that this test that they're doing now um, can come up with a positive test within five minutes and within 15 minutes to be able to come up with a negative test. And so, you know, I, I find it uh I find it very innovative that um, the airlines are saying, okay, you know, we have to find ways to get people back on these airplanes and they're starting to take action. They're starting to jump in and do something, you know, to be able to start to create some level of confidence, you know, through the cleaning and through the testing, you know, and uh, 
uh, those are the kind of things I think we're seeing, which are are basically trying to reach out and to begin to restart those airlines and those businesses and get people confident that it's okay to fly. And you're right, Mark. It's really all about how do we get the flying public to feel more comfortable. And, and I think in my mind over the last month or so, I've been thinking that it's going to be government responsibility to make sure everyone gets tested. But I think as we move forward, and this is so dynamic from day to day, things change. It's really going to be up to industry. Uh, to to do some testing of people to make sure that not only is the workforce ready to come back, but are people ready to get on an airplane again? And that's going to involve something like you see here in, in Emirates actually doing yeah. testing before yeah. you get on the airplane. Yeah. So we definitely have seen a lot of negative, you know, impacts that are happening out there. I mean, we've seen airlines canceling up to 90% of their flights. We've seen airlines that are completely grounded. Um, you know, we've seen airlines that are shifting their processes to flying cargo and, uh, you know, and so it's very difficult. Things are changing from day to day. And uh, to be able to understand that is quite difficult. And Larry, I know that you saw something this week, which kind of made you ask yourself is, is that, you know, are those projections in the industry really accurate or what does that really mean to us? Right, right, Mark. I think, you know, um, one of the, uh, I guess, routines I've gotten into every day at quarantine here uh, here in my kitchen is, is watching uh, Andrew Cuomo, the, the governor of New York, kind of talk about how he's reacting, um, you know, to the, I guess it's it's the world's highest ca case count uh, um, and, that, and how he's, uh, he's addressing that. And, and he showed this chart yesterday and there's a lot of curves on this chart, uh, but the, the curves that are in red and blue and yellow, those were projections by by experts about what would happen, the amount of cases that you're gonna see in, in New York City. And what they've done there is really brought that curve way down. And it's the dotted line that's at the bottom that, that really uh, is, is the reality. That's much, much lower than any of the projections out of Gates or Cornell or, or University of Washington, much, much lower. And I think to me, this really speaks to uh, taking action early and being really innovative and being really um, leaders in terms of set, setting distinct actions for people to take. And from a virus standpoint, they've really brought down the number of cases because of, of those things. And, and I think, you know, that same sort of approach is, is, uh, is important for us in the aviation industry to act quickly, to be creative and to be innovative around, um, uh, you know, making feel, people feel comfortable and getting the airplanes back in the air. Yeah, so people are people are definitely doing our very best to be able to um, understand what's happening in the industry and the data which we're capturing. You know, is just the best data that's available at the time. And so when somebody comes out and says, you know, all these airplanes are going to be grounded for the next you know two years and we're going to lose twenty five million jobs, you know, they're doing their very best to assess the data that exists at that time. And I think what you're telling us is that what we're seeing is we're seeing that they're assessing the data the best they can, you know, on the battlefield in, you know, in New York or in the United States. Yeah. And it's yeah. turning out that the actions that people are taking are causing that to be less, is, is that the impact is being less. And so so what, what we're taking away from that is, is that the actions that can be taken within the aviation industry will in fact have a positive effect on the success and the recovery of the industry. I mean, is that what you're saying? Mark, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I really like that you mentioned data because I, I think we're gonna operate the airplane and the business uh, with a whole new set of metrics, metrics that we've never ever, ever thought about in terms of cleanliness of the airframe, cleanliness of the interior of the airplane, um, the health of the passengers. I mean, but there, there, there will be a new set of 
metrics that we use to operate the business. Uh, there'll be a new dashboard that we monitor to make sure that we're maintaining the airplane in the right way uh, and that, that we're protecting the passengers in the right way. And I think those, you know, I don't know what those metrics are today, uh, but we're going to have a new set of metrics around how we feed, how we operate the airplane to make sure customers feel safe. So um, let's see, there's a stimulus, uh, you know, bailout that's coming. I guess I don't know if you can call it a bailout or not, but uh, that's going to save the airline industry, right? Well, there is, you know, Mark, that's interesting. That's an awful lot of, a, a lot of money. I, and I, I, you know, to, to, uh, to for the airlines and, uh, and I think some have decided they're going to take it and, and others not. But, uh, you know, a piece of that is, is that, you you know, if you agree to take the money from the bailout, the, you know, the five million dollars or five billion dollars for for American and, and uh, four for United and three for South three billion for Southwest. These are huge numbers. Uh, if you, you know, part of the strings attached to that uh, to uh, that money is that you keep your workforce employed through September. So we're going to have a, a lot of people. Um, employed at the airline and, and, you know, not a lot of airplanes flying. So I think uh, part of the opportunity here is how do we make best use of those really smart people uh, to help us decide how to get the airplanes uh, back in service and how to make the, the passengers feel safe uh, as they're flying, you know, for, for eight, uh, four or five hours uh, next to someone they, they might not even know. Yeah. So, hey, Larry, let's switch gears just a little bit from talking about what's really happening in the industry. So then, you know, as individuals in the industry, we're saying we have to take action. You know, I am not going to let my business fail. I mean, that's really what I'm telling myself, you know, yeah, and we yeah. have to take action. And so some of the first things that we have to do is, you know, us as business people for many years now, you know, we know that in any tight times, we have to conserve cash. We have to save money. We have to pull back now. You know, and and so the immediate thing is, is that people look right to the bottom line and say, how can I save money? You know, I'm going to have to lay people off. I mean, all those things, you know, immediate are ways to save money. And so, you know, we need to really look at different creative approaches on how to be able to to do things. I mean, other than, you know, just like laying people off and and cutting everything to the bone. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, Mark, I might just throw it back to you, you know. Um, the way we operate, and I mentioned it in terms of metrics, but also the tools and processes that we use to uh, um, to get the airplanes flying again, uh, could look really different six months from now than they than they did, you know, back in in, in January. And uh, Mark, you were telling me about Susan and her visit to the doctor the other oh, day. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Let me tell you about something here. Just a little quick story is, uh, you know, this week my wife uh, Susan she had to uh, uh, she had to, she had she had to reach out to her doctor. And the doctor said, well, you know, um, we're not letting people come into the office except for emergencies right now. And she had a little telemedicine like somebody's doing here on this uh, on this iPad right now. And so she had a conversation with a nurse practitioner and, um, you know, they gained a lot of insight and they got a lot of stuff done. And, and she was able to um, have a conversation with a nurse uh, that in the past, people were a little bit reluctant to do that. The very first thing the doctors would tell you is, you know, just come on into the office and we'll take a look at you. Right. And so I, I really think that our attitudes towards the use of digital tools like this, you know, is really going to be changing. I mean, what do you think about that? Oh, Mark, I just I really love that that you show that picture, the telemedicine. And, and I think what about telemaintenance and the same. Yeah. Concept, uh, but this is telemaintenance and, and uh, um, social distancing is not going to go away. And, you know, the ability to share information and the tools and processes that you need to share information and diagnose what's going on with the airplane uh, is going to look different. And, you know, uh, we've talked about digital transformation for years, but I think uh, to 
be competitive and actually get people flying again, uh, it's, you know, it's really going to take embracing these new tools and tell them maintenance processes. Yeah, I, I really I really agree with that. You know, Larry, you and I have talked for a long time about digital transformation and digital transformation, though, isn't just about technology. Right. I mean, we're telling people that, number one, you have to have an absolute positive resolute that you're going to move forward and make a change. So we're positive that we are not going to let our business fail. All right. That's belief. And then we've yeah. said it, people, processes and technology. And so it's not just about bringing an iPad into play. You know, I just said that right there is that you know, there was this resistance toward using this technology because people felt like, oh, right, you need right. to come into the office, right? And so yeah. there had to be some process change, all right? You know, processes had to change. People needed to basically be leveraged and saying, you know, I can look at somebody and I can get a good idea of how they feel. You know, I think we're going to see this in maintenance as well. I mean, Larry, when's the last time you were on an airplane and you saw four mechanics standing around the cockpit trying to fix a problem? Well, yeah, exactly, Mark. You got two, you know, you got two pilots and you got two mechanics, and you know, you probably might have a flight attendant standing right behind them, all within a foot and a half of each other. Uh, right. You, you know, think that's going to change the reality in going forward. No, uh -uh. no. And so, you know, we'll, we'll probably find ourselves, you know, needing more digital technology and one person, you know, getting up there in the cockpit and uh, and maybe, you know, communicating back with maintenance control or using different tools. You know, I mean, even today, the majority of airlines out there today are using paper logbooks. And, uh, you know, that still is a really area that can really change tech logs. And so that's, you know, there are definitely things that we can be doing, you know, out here in the industry to be able to continue to improve. There's no question about it. And, you know, Mark, that's one reason that uh, we want to keep doing these things on, on every Friday morning is we're not going to dive too deep this morning into actual tools and processes. But as we go forward, we want to just, you know, create the dialogue around um, how do we not have to touch a task card? or have to touch a drawing or a wiring diagram that we have no idea where it's been. So we're going to dive in deep, a little deeper on, uh, on yeah, how some of those things can work. Absolutely. So, um, so Larry, let's talk about some of the, as we move into the third phase of our discussion here this morning, let's talk about factors of success. I mean, what are some of the things that people should be thinking about to create, you know, success? Well, I think people have to understand that we're, you know, we're moving into a new reality and, and that the metrics are going to change. The tools and processes are going to change. Uh, we have to be much more sensitive to people's health. And, um, you know, and I would also say that this is a journey that, again, that we have, none of us have been on before. Um, so the dialogue and the discussion and the leadership is really, really important as we define the new future. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I definitely agree with you. And and uh, we definitely are going to have to continue to be, you know, innovative and we're going to have to be creative. And you said earlier that we're going to have to follow the metrics. We're going to have to look at data. Yeah. You know, we really need to communicate broadly. We need to really look at, um, you know, what the recovery plan really looks like. But, you know, one of the things that we're definitely absolutely finding out is that, uh, you know, enthusiasm is something which is so, so important. I mean, you know, if I am absolutely convinced that I'm not going to be successful in something, or if I don't put myself totally into something, you know, the probability of that happening just goes down so dramatically. I mean, we find that those companies that have been successful in transforming their businesses into create efficiencies and to be able to drive down costs, you know, they are able to do that because they're convinced that they're going to come out the other side successful. I mean, look at those graphs that you showed earlier, Larry, is that they have been able to dramatically reduce the impact in some of those high impact areas by aggressively attacking it and doing innovative and creative things and to be able to 
um, and be able to change the the forces that are involved and to be able to, you know, to influence it and to be more successful. I mean, I think we can do that in the industry too, can't we? Oh, Mark, I, I, we're all committed to changing this. And, and uh, if, uh, if we can beat the virus worldwide, we can certainly get the aerospace industry, the aviation industry back up and running and, and people flying again. You know, Mark, one thing uh, I'm not sure you know, but uh, this week is the 50th anniversary of Apollo 13. And Apollo 13, for those of you who might not know, uh, was a trip to the moon. <laughs> they didn't quite make it. Uh, these guys were uh, 250,000 miles away from Earth on their way to the moon and had, a, had an issue with, uh, with a spacecraft. Uh, so 50 years ago today, we were able to get that spacecraft, the Apollo 13 spacecraft, back to Earth uh, uh, safely. So think of the technology 50 years ago, slide rules and whiteboards and chalkboards, not whiteboards, slide rules and chalkboards uh, to get uh, to design a way to get that Earth, that spacecraft back to Earth safely. And if we could do that 50 years ago, we can certainly find a way to get our industry, the aviation industry, up and running again and people feeling safe and and airlines being profitable again. You know, the ingenuity of people is just amazing. And when people put their heads to things, I mean, they can make things happen. Everything that's ever happened in this world, you know, happens because somebody had an idea or a thought and they put it into action, you know, and and we have the ability to bring enthusiasm to the industry and to be able to change the, the metrics that are involved and be able to make this thing happen. You know, um, I, I just really believe that together we're going to fly to new heights and this industry is going to recover. And it's going to be because leaders, enthusiastic leaders are highly resilient and they pick themselves up and they move forward further and faster and harder and further than they ever have before. Larry, people have a desire to travel. Commerce depends upon travel. Nations require travel, air transportation, sea transportation, rail transportation. The industry will recover. This is an essential service to people and to the world. It's just a matter of us as the leaders in the industry grabbing hold of this thing and to be able to run and to make right decisions at the right times and encourage and help one another to be able to be successful and to make these things happen. I mean, Larry, we've seen this yeah. before. We can do this again. No, you're, you're, you're spot on, Mark. And uh, hey, it was a really great discussion this morning. It's kind of fun just bantering back and forth ideas. And we want to. So, hey, Mark, what's next? Hey, um, what next is uh, next Friday, we are going to have um, another discussion with uh, the CEO of Aerosoft, Thanos Kapadranis. And, uh, and uh, uh, that discussion is going to be leadership and discussion about um, what's happening in Canada and what's happening with small businesses in Canada. And so that'll be our discussion next Friday. So people are not going to want to miss that. That'll be nine o'clock next Friday. And I also would add that next week we'll have Thanos in. And the, the, the battle rhythm, if you will, will be to have uh, an industry expert in uh, pretty frequently, maybe every Friday, just to have to broaden the discussion out and to bring some new ideas. Yep, absolutely. So listen, you're all not going to want to miss this. We're going to have a regular program and we are committed to the success of this industry. And we are going to bring leaders with great ideas before you so that you have the opportunity to leverage those and to get good ideas and create your own success in your own environment. Um, I want to tell everybody, uh, you know, you need to to join in the conversation and be part of what we're doing. And Larry, I want to thank you for being here today and uh, appreciate all your insight. Hey, thanks, Mark. I'm going to go have another cup of coffee. All right. Okay, great. Thanks. Have a great day. Fair winds and following seas to you all.